DJ. And that is a Christmas intro. It's a little ditty by John Williams called Setting the Trap from the Home Alone soundtrack. And I am Ryan Castle of the Dice Set DJs. And we're going to do a little something different today for the Christmas season. We are going to dissect the entire composition of the Home Alone soundtrack. That's right. No, we're not really going to do that. I just thought it would be a fun way to open. But it is the Christmas season, and we do want to do something special for you. So what we're going to do is a little cross-promotion action between my two podcasts. That's right. I actually don't bring this up much, but the Dissect DJs is actually a spinoff of my original podcast called Three Things We Gotta Talk About, in which we used to do a recurring segment called Break Down This Song. Break Down This Song. Which then led to the creation of this entire podcast, which was exclusively us breaking down specific songs, which led to all the fun and excitement that you get now with the Dissect DJs. But since it is Christmas week, and we already did our Christmas episode last week when we dissected Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, which I hope is an episode you already checked in on, listened to, and thoroughly enjoyed. And I wanted to keep the Christmas spirit going this week, so I thought it was a good opportunity to cross over to our Three Things We've Got to Talk About podcast, since we also recorded a special Christmas episode over on that side of the aisle, in which I was joined by the tremendously talented Jason Malabuyak and Greg Mestis, and we had a great old time breaking down three of the most classic Christmas films of all time, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, and Frosty the Snowman. Now, Justino was actually supposed to join us on that podcast as well, but he was unable to make it, and it is thoroughly documented as to why, so you're going to want to listen to that. So let's get to it. Enjoy now our second annual Christmas edition of Three Things We Gotta Talk About. And I want you all to do one thing for me. Make your Christmas merry. I don't really know how you do that. It's kind of a vague term. Nobody really knows exactly how to make a Christmas merry, except you. So whatever it is you think you need to do to have that Merry Christmas, get out there and do it. Because if there's one thing I know about Christmas, it's that it's supposed to be merry. Now here it is. Enjoy our Christmas edition of Three Things We Gotta Talk About. Hit the table scratch. I'm Ryan Castle, and it is showtime. We got to talk about podcasts. Unfortunately, we're down a man, but we're still up three good men. So I think uh, spicy produce, spicy produce, man. 
Don't eat the seeds, you know, like that's just like one on one right there. Yeah. He probably had a couple. He seeds. went full in. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> he, he went, eat cautiously. He went big night. on jalapeno last night, and apparently that has kept him out of action today. He came into the day questionable, became a game time decision. And and to be honest, we think he just didn't want to make the drive down because he lives like halfway to Vegas. But you know what? Either way, we still got the team together. The yep. classic three things we gotta talk about, team. We got Mr. Jayway. Alaranaga, Malibuya. Here we are again. I love it. I love that I'm here. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Let's do it. And of course, the Grand Wizard, Mr. G Mestizo, Greg Mestis. That is I. I do not carry a wand, but I you have should. been known to perform a spell or two. And can I just say that he has the deepest voice out of all of us, and he's the one that hit that note. <laughs> he's the one that it's, brought that home for us. It's if, the fireball whiskey. If we didn't fireball. have Greg in that opening, you know, it could have fallen apart. But I was trying to do a minimal effort because I'm surrounded by two fantastic singers, and I know my role. Just keep you know? hanging out with I us, kept, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I can do some harmony. That's all you know, I need. Yeah. I have Honestly, some harmony in me. Just your presence alone yeah. makes makes me feel comfortable Every as a now singer. And then, just a bumblebee. Well, that's what I bring to the table. Bumblebee. That's what I bring to the table. Just it bring is. it up. It is the Christmas edition of Three Things We Got to Talk About, and you know what? We just had to make this a. What do you call it when something happens every year? An annual spectacle? How do, how do we describe it? A tradition? It? A tradition. tradition. There we go. Thank you. Unlike any other? I knew it was something I that like was they used right. to, there, there was like for a long time people were like, we got to get another word for annual spectacle. The tradition was, was like, just sitting there, just waiting. Tradition. There it is. Hello, it friends. perfectly. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Here yeah. we are. Although this is only year two of our tradition, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been a year. It's been, been a year, which is hard to imagine, and yet all the things that have happened in the past year that actually the last time we gathered in my garage to sit around these microphones and discuss Christmas bullshit, it feels like an eternity ago, but yet somehow also just yesterday. Yeah. It doesn't feel like yesterday. I don't know why people say that about things that clearly weren't yesterday, because like, yeah. But it is both sides of it. It's like, I remember this moment very clearly, but when you start to think about all the things that have happened since then, it's an eternity, but... I feel like not much has happened since last Christmas. There's a few things. I'll enlighten you on them later. Okay, We'll talk about it off off mic, yeah. yeah. You know what I learned one thing, though? Time flies and you're having fun. And time flies when you're working from home. I'm just, I don't know. And when you're not having fun. Yeah. It does, I don't know. Wait, actually, I that's mean, the opposite. Time does not fly. I've had a little fun. I've actually very much I've enjoyed. Fun. I have too. open, I've had a pretty good amount of fun. I'm yeah. having a great time right now. I, I am too. Yeah. It might be uh, the grandpa's cough medicine that Greg's sipping on, aka Fire Beasel. Or it could be Jason's choice of, what is this? Polish K- vodka? What is it? How do you pronounce this? I might even Luxusoa, which, by the way, uh, our, our audiences, I think, made up. They might like to know that that's where uh, vodka started. Poland, we've learned. Little fun fact: it's where Poland is where began. vodka started. Put that in your pocket and save it for later. Jayway mm-hmm. is our resident alcohol expert, not because he consumes it like a sailor, which he has actually. been known to do on some occasions, not recently, but in the past, maybe. Yeah. But because it's his that's trade, true. he studies this. It's he, an appreciation. He thing reads books about it. He does like seminars, certifications. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's certified. I'm just picturing you with like glasses low on your nose at night, with like yeah. one single light on, just studying Relics. the history of alcohol. It is actually a good Relics. thing to be studied up yeah. on. As somebody that's bartended before, like there were times when I would feel humbled when people would try to get deep on me on this kind of conversation. And I didn't really have the answers they wanted to be like, you know what? I'm not one of those bartenders that like went to bartending school. 
as it may be. So I'm not one of those I can that offer you a shot of fireball, though. Yeah. <laughs> to pour a wicked shot. Yep. But that is also part of the Christmas spirit. It's gotta stay warm. It's gotta stay yeah, warm. Yeah, it, it keeps you warm. It keeps you warm. It is. Out here yeah, in Hermosa Beach. Yeah, I don't know where you're tuning in from, audience, but out here it's uh, it's, it's brisk. They're where are we probably pretty brisk. Out here. They're it's actually it's a cool. Fifty nine pro- degrees. Out probably here. tuning in from somewhere much colder, and we are assholes for. I know we have a large fan base in Lithuania, so I'm not sure what the temperatures like out there right now. Oh, Lithuanians love us. I don't know. Either well, way, it's probably hot out there. It's probably hot. I don't know. I don't think it's ever hot in Lithuania. I don't even know where that is. I don't even know they I celebrate read about Christmas. That on the back of a National Geographic. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Everything Craig says, he has his finger in his ear as though he's reporting as Come. he's as he's coming live from the scene of like an. We action. have an update for you, Roger. <laughs> uh, down here on the Hi, streets. <laughs> what did Chappelle say? It always takes a guy a second. Hi, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, what do we got to talk about this year, man? We got three things we got to talk about. And uh, you know what? Hey, let me just address the elephant that you're probably not even realizing is in the room real quick. I have not been as frequent with my three things we got to talk about podcast episodes recently, mostly because I've been putting a lot of focus in the Dissect DJs, which we do weekly episodes. Yeah. With the... Uh, yeah, way to just... Uh, the missing Justino. Way to just forget about the other important Yeah, way to put us on the life, back burner. Bro. Appreciate it. But... <sighs> The point is, I cannot let the Christmas edition of Three Things slide because there are a lot of things to talk about on Christmas, and we picked out three of the best things. And if you've listened to the podcast recently, you may have noticed that I've turned a little bit of a corner and we're doing a little bit of like a film review thing where each episode has been three things about this movie. But for Christmas, there's so many classic films that we could discuss that, you know what, let's break it down into three sectors, three different Christmas flicks that we can all get in on. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to this question, just off the top, what is first thing that comes to your mind, favorite Christmas movie of all time? Grease. That's how much. And just so you know, uh, ever since our Grease episode, the three of us have met up every third Saturday of the month, and we become a doo-wop group, and we just sing that song on the corner of the freeway. And we're not even asking for money. We just do it to, for sure. Look under your next uh, street light. You might find us. We might just be there crooning. You With our T-bird yeah. leather With jackets. With our collars flipped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just yeah. snapping in the corner. Even in the summer, when leather. It's hot as fuck. Is but we is all right, but uh, last time I checked, there is no Christmas Smoky scenes corners. in Greece, although it could have used it, maybe. I don't know. They just zipped right over that. I don't I'm know. sorry. Uh, I sh- yes, so um, Greece is not a reference to Santa's filthy flesh. It might, pretty it greasy, might be. Man. I don't know. I mean, that it might be one of the greasiest motherfuckers because he just fucking slips down those fucking chimneys. It, it makes sense. So greasy. Exactly. Yeah. You might even spell that with a Z. Is that greasy? Does anybody actually have a real Christmas movie that they want to like reference maybe as a favorite? No. Like a it real... Stands up. Every December, mm-hmm. you're like, I got to watch a Christmas movie. I don't know when I'm going to start. Is the 8th too early? Maybe let's wait till the 9th. Who knows? But what's it's that right around first that time. flick that you put on? Do you have an answer? 
I was pointing at him because I need to hear this. <laughs> I don't know if I do have a first flick. I was going to say probably I, one of the ones that are on, is on our list is Home Alone. Home Alone is, Home is definitely the, list, the first know? one that comes to my mind It's a definite well. go-to. And Home Alone is one of those Christmas movies where you don't even need for it to be Christmas season to watch. Like I will watch it in June and have a great time. But... When it is actually Christmas season, it's that much more like, okay, wait, when I see Home Alone on the guide, I'm like, well, Man, I have to watch this. What, a, what an idea. Home Alone in the summer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, I, can, we, I can dig with that. It could happen. Mm. People, I, I think robbers still do a good amount of break-ins in July, you know? I think it's worth Possible. trotting out there. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to kick the rock around and see a couple of other movies that might be worth mentioning in Christmas, but if we want to just talk about Home Alone, I think... We got some things we got to talk about. So, let's go ahead and kick it off with my man Kevin McAllister and toss it up to the rundown and get it going with thing number one. Thing number one. One, one, one. <laughs> That's probably what I've missed most. Justin about always did that. Yeah, yeah, I, can't, I, just, I can't do it quite as good as Justin. Time, you know? I miss having Take the it easy, have a spicy, bro. Like, I know. Right? Take yeah, it easy, dude. Bro. Jalapenos, First of all, jalapenos are not a snack. I don't even like them on my burger, let alone maybe you just a gotta taco. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. You, you don't know what level jalapeno you're getting. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was There's just like candied say. ones that you don't know that are just sweet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that's whatever. Yeah. Then you might get one that just might fuck you They'll up. They'll sneak up on you. By the time you realize it's too late, it's too late. Because yeah. now it's going <laughs> to it's it's gonna take its time in your mouth and in your mm-hmm. sinuses. And next thing you know, you're missing a Christmas special. I'm glad that we've made this much of a reference to the fact that Justin didn't make it out because he ate a bad jalapeno last night. But... We didn't... But I will say, that's a very, if you ever just want to get out of something, I'm going to assume he's telling the truth. Nobody's going to ask you questions about it. if you ever want to get out of it. something, yeah. yeah, dude, I, I fucking ate some jalapenos last night, and, and they were strong. Yeah, they Stronger were... than they looked. Yeah, knock, knock, who's there? Mudbutt. And you know what? I'm staying home. <laughs> Mudbutt. Mudbutt, get out of here. You're... The Christmas yeah. season doesn't believe in you. Take your fucking Santa hat off. <laughs> uh, we never said the thing one yet, right? We just started talking about Justin no, and jalapenos. We had to address it again. I think it, it did. Just, it's worth addressing again. It's a again. hot topic right now. Get yeah, it? It is. Yeah. Double entendres. Mm-hmm. Also, hot topic is it's a Shout spicy out to topic. topic oh, one might ooh. say. Ooh, all right. Careful, yeah. careful, yeah. careful. We need you for the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. We we're all, we're trying to say the same thing, but we're we're at a loss for words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And words are hard sometimes. Yeah. You know what word is not hard? Thing one. Number one. That's when I'm going to finally drop the sound effect. There you go. All right. Thing number one. Keeping in mind where we are at nowadays with lockdown and most families not being able to gather. Does Home Alone make you want to spend the holidays with your family more? Or does it make you feel like maybe spending Christmas by myself not so bad? Well, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna move my first pawn out on the chessboard. Go here. diagonal kinda, with it. Yeah. Go or I'm gonna do the Sicilian. It. I'm, I'm all like go. Queen's Gambit right now. Here we go. And I'm gonna say that I don't know if it, like that is a very specific demographic of American family that's featured in this film, right? Like we have a very wealthy young man named Kevin who grows Kevin up. Kevin or Kevin's dad. 
Pretty sure Kevin's dad is the wealthy young man here. Well, I'm sure he's going to inherit something. That's another I'm sure stuff. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. Which can... everyone has always talked about is how... Where did, where did he get his money? Where's Mr. McAllister's yeah. money coming What's from? What's he yeah. slinging? Yeah. But, so, you know, obviously, like, we can say that uh, that family was shitty. <laughs> Terrible that family. That was a fucked up ass family. Really bro. shitty Fuck family. Idea, and uh, Just put so, yourself in Kevin's shoes. In Kevin's shoes. What, what you're it doing. makes you do that, though. Like, the yes. movie begins, it almost, like, forces you to, like, be like, this is you. You are a seven-year-old boy in a family full of just shitty nightmare people. You got to crazy ass uncle frank who's just the lowest piece of scum like nine thousand cousins just running around and all of them are dicks to you yeah mm-hmm. and nobody has your back no one so is that not maybe for some people a metaphor of like hey you know that whole life thing you're working towards this is what you got a whole lot more of this bullshit as the ride proceeds so you got to think there's got to be some people that have that kind of family that are like you know what I'm uh I'm okay that uh I can't make it back home this year, cause uh my family kind of sucks and every time I go back I hate them and mm-hmm. I just have a shitty time and uh, maybe <laughs> I'll do the maybe I'll pull a Kevin McAllister and make this whole solo Christmas action happen so maybe he's actually like inspiring people that watch it nowadays that's a new way to look at it we're like okay how can you go about it yeah. I think that um, there's a scene where he's at the, they're all eating, uh, you know, pizza or whatever, and he doesn't get his cheese pizza, and his older brother, you know, is like disgustingly shoving cheese into his mouth. Shoveling it. There's so many like early, like that movie that grosses me out. It's for some reason, I don't know why. Everyone drink milk with your pizza. Oh, God. What is that about? This fucked up ass Not Gulper. I'm sorry. Gulper? I'm sorry to interject. But that Please was do. appalling. It was disgusting. When's I, the last time you had milk and pizza? Fuck out of here. Wait, Gopher, Gopher was all about drinking the Pepsi. They were all like warning it. They oh, were, there was, there was some milk though. Yeah, there was some milk involved because it got spilled. He's but then him. his mom walks him up to the attic mm-hmm. and it's very routine. She's mm-hmm. like, you know what to do. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, I totally understand why this poor child, his, can you imagine if your mom just routinely said, get in the attic and I don't want to see you for yeah. the rest of the night. Dude, this poor kid, like... No TV, I, no nothing, bro. No TV. You and your thoughts. There's nothing cool in an attic to, like, chill it. Cold-ass attic. Unless you went up to the attic yourself to explore. And, like, you set it up yourself. Yeah. 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 If you're being told to go there, that's a bad place to be. But if you were like, oh, wait, I kind of want to see what's good with the attic. Like, I remember my grandma, both sides of grandparents, actually... Like designer they, attics? Cool attics because, like, they were in Ohio, and Ohio has cool attics. Like... The thing we're missing out here in California, we don't have basements, we don't have attics. We don't have shit. <laughs> we got we're some fucked things. over here. We got in a California. beach. Got I'll take the beach over an attic. High rent. But uh, yeah, and I remember their attics being cool with just like a lot of like just like stashed away stuff of, like you go through. But you don't want to be sent there, you know. So yeah, Kevin was kind of over that, that pizza scene, though, man. Dude, that pizza scene, and then and then there's like the little thought bubbles of all the horrible people just just saying how shitty he is. Yeah. Like, this poor kid, man. They're all glaring at him with like a look of just disdain. And, and his dad's, like, or his uncle. Even his what did da- his uncle say? He's like, 
You're such a little jerk. I don't know what he says. And what what you did, you little jerk. A little jerk. Kevin, you're such a disease. Like, that's fucked up. What a fucked up thing to say to your cousin. Would you ever call someone a disease? If one of my cousins called me a disease when I was seven, I would still remember it to this day. I think you're minus one cousin after that. And I would hold it against them. Like, if I was hanging out with them now, and we were, like, you know, throwing down some fireball shots, I'd be like, yo, remember the one time when I was seven and you called me a fucking disease? Yo, fuck you for that a little bit, though. Like, I never forgot that. Uh, yeah, Kevin's going to keep that. And then to him, it seems like that's just like another day in the life of the McAllister household. Yeah, and it's like, he's a rich little kid who's spoiled, but but then also he's just got such a terrible surrounding of human beings. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he's a little shit, but I kind of feel really bad. They're like all kid, the too. same person in that family. They're yeah. all a little spoiled. All his cousins are spoiled. Yeah. Buzz can shovel pizza in his mouth and then almost throw up and then it's his little brother's fault so look i see both sides i also see in the beginning i was kind of like dude kevin's kind of like a little shit yeah yeah because like no wonder you've been sent to the attic you little fuck but i also understand that your family is full of fucking idiots it's just that he is the scapegoat He's yeah, the yeah, they use him as a scapegoat which whereas he's but like there there is that scene when his mom's on the phone and he's just like being a little like piece of shit and like she's just like trying to get him to like stop bothering him and you're and like at that point you're like yeah Kevin, like dude your mom's trying to have a conversation like stop pestering with your bullshit you know so once you see the way his family treats him you're like well yeah there's a well, lot of this shit is built up over no the years this you know yeah fucking rebelling mm-hmm. exactly yeah let's get to the question though i guess it depends on what family you're in though you know it does so like I think actually, although the general point of the movie is to make you feel like you don't want to be home alone, because don't take don't take your family for granted. Don't take your kid, family for granted. But let's be but real. Fuck them that let's, night. All right, let let let, let me do. <laughs> Give this. me a three day vacation from my fucking family. Sure. Let's do this for a for second. For making me drink milk with my pizza and shit. The reason <laughs> that Kevin's experience by himself became a shitty one was because these fucking robbers were trying to like break in if you took the robbers away let's look at kevin's experience by himself he got to watch all the movies he never got to see he got to have like ice cream sundaes like built up to the top of his fucking Dude, head he was like six pe- six pepsis it. deep passed out watching whatever the hell he wanted whatever he wanted and he displayed that he actually kind of even knows how to take care of himself he was doing grocery I, shopping and dude shit. i will say like I feel like he does better without he his does. parents and without anybody else. All he needs he is... He flourishes. He flourishes. <laughs> he grow, We watched him grow before our eyes. Exactly. Yeah. I have a coupon for that. What? He knew you you fine I've never used a coupon never in my entire life. never used a coupon in my life. Actually, online. Sorry. Whatever. Oh, yeah. No, yeah but like promo, a, codes, in, promo, in promo codes. Promo codes. Promo codes. Discount yeah, codes. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. Where's the, where's, the, where's the castle merch at? Where's the three It's actually weird that when I shop online, I look for the promo codes, but like... Retail I get, not. My entire life, I've gotten like coupons sent to my <laughs> house, but like none of them work. I've and never like, expired. No, I've never even bullshit. bothered to try to cut that shit out. Like I'm like, it's, this is trash. So Kevin, as an eight year old, had to get by before the internet and retail me not for an orange juice coupon. A coupon for Tropicana. For Tropicana, and yeah. you know what's funny is that cashier was the only adult. To question his singleness. She was nosy as fuck, though. Yeah, but as she should be. This is a fucking eight-year-old kid who's running around. There's been so many instances of adults not asking where he's Where you live? What's your address? What's your social? 
She was, she was the only one that was like, why she is was there the only, She was the responsible adult, though. No one, yeah. The, she looked like a kid, too, though. The old man in church, when they meet up at church later on, I'm, like, fast-forwarding pretty far, but, uh, okay. but like, the there. cops never Even asked. him, he never questioned why he was that's there. That's No one asked. Although, I will say, now that we're wow, talking... that's a great point. Yeah. He's like, not, not where's your parents? I've noticed you around by yourself. How about, how about the two burglars running around in broad daylight in white snow? Yeah. <laughs> and how about the fact that I, I thought about this as I watched it last night. Okay. So many questions. So the, 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 the shovel man sees him in church and then they kind of get to know each other a little bit. And the shovel man turns out to not be like a homeless guy. That, Serial like, he, killer. He Serial has killer. a home. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, could they not have right then been like, oh, by the way, my parents uh, were out of town. Like, do you have like a place I could... I could stay because I'm by myself or something. Like hey, they could have worked something hey, you know out what? right that there. That shovel looks deadly. There's two guys that are trying to break into my house. Yeah. What do you say? Can you just protect it? Like he didn't I even gave bring you life saving advice with your son. You help me out with these. Right. Why saying? would you not bring up the whole robbers thing? And it and it could have actually been done because then he ends up saving him at the end. So like, why would he? And it isn't somebody else's house. Wait, was it actually? Was it the <laughs> was it the shovelman's house that he runs shovelman's to? Shovelman's house. Okay, so he had that house the whole time. Why didn't they... Okay, why didn't they work Actually, that out? Actually, maybe it wasn't Shovel Man's Wait, house. I think it was. No, they flooded it with water. Because, no, that wasn't Shovel Man's Because house. they end no, up in somebody else's house. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I think... And then and then he hits him with a shovel because they're in his house now. Shovel, Man, shovel Man's house is clean because of all the salt. Yeah. Which, and by also, the way, just Shovel Man's shovel is so fucking thin. He's yeah. not knocking anybody out with that thing. You know that scene where he knocks Joe Pesci out with a tiny little foil thin uh, shovel? He kind of hit him like... I don't think that would like, knock you out like it did him, but, like, in movies, like, when you need somebody to get knocked out, it's like a WWE. Like, when somebody gets hit with a championship belt, like, they're out. But if that actually happened in life, they'd be like, ow, dude, what the fuck? You know what I mean? That was kind of annoying and rude. Why did you do that? But the point I liked about watching Home Alone, I watched it, you know, recently with subtitles because that's what we do in 2020. And when he mumbles, it just says mutters. And he goes, like, just, can you imagine if they just let Joe Pesci cuss? Like, just say it, bro. This little fucking shit. I'm going to fucking split his fucking head open with this fucking crowbar that Look I got away. Look at this fucking guy. Look at this fucking guy. It could be argued oh, that Joe Pesci is the best like mutterer in cinema history, though. Like He has a great mutter. Yeah, like, he's, when he mutters, he's, in some syllables he's fucking in great. Yeah. Two points I want to make uh, that we just discussed on the, uh, on the shovel man. Uh, one, when we were talking about him on the at the store... And they're all afraid of him. Actually, I'll go to the other one first. <laughs> oh, there's there's so many. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. And they first discuss him, and Buzz is pointing him out, and they're like, "See that? He puts salt on the sidewalks every night." And they're like, "Why does he do that?" And I just wanted to like them follow up, be like, "Yeah, because that's his job. It's icy it's on the sidewalk, the and he's kind of helping everybody out." Like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that it's was kind the of a good dude. You know? Yeah, yeah, like. Somebody yeah. kind of needs to do that. Like, why does everybody look at him like he's a murderer when he's actually you like, see hey, that ribbon on his coat? It's because he's a good Samaritan. <laughs> oh. See that pink ribbon? He hates breast cancer. Fucking guy. See that? He rakes the leaves off the sidewalk Fucker. every day. Some say it's because he just murdered somebody with that rake. It, he, he ends up not being a bad dude, and we know that, but. When Kevin is at the checkout counter and he first shows up and he, and he slams him, his hand down, he slams his hand. He comes down super aggressive. Dude, who slams his hand down? The like old that? man does. The yeah, old, the old man. shovel man. Oh, no, I know, but who does that? Yeah, but right, who right. does that? And he just glares at him like you don't. 
glare at a seven-year-old boy like that. Like, he tells him later. Like, you oh, know the last time I slam a hand out like that? With a fucking slammer on plain pogs. Right. That's the only time that, that makes sense. When you to take somebody's pogs. He slams his hand Not down. Not trying to buy produce. Yeah. Like, and he stares at him with the fucking coldest glare. And then Kevin runs away. And he, he makes no effort to be like, hey, I'm sorry. That was a little bit. My bad. You know. No. That was aggressive. No, You're I mean, a scary dude. I feel like he's enjoying yeah. his like scary old man vibe at that point. Like, yeah, because he, he, he's, he's like, heard the stories. He, well, first of all, I didn't I didn't even know that John Muir was still alive and they could cast him in a film. John Muir. You actually know the actor? Famous, you know? I didn't know that. <laughs> no, no, John Muir is... The, the, it's an old reference to a guy who like explored like Yosemite in like 1880s. He oh, looks no, like oh, him. Wow. He's like, oh, yeah. So for the two people out there that enjoyed that, For my two hiking enthusiasts out there, that one was for you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> What I wanted to say, there's so many. Somebody, Lott. somebody out there is like John Muir. <laughs> oh, he was bored as fuck in this podcast until that moment. Waiting for I the John Muir reference. I love reference. the fact that that was the most random fact, but I love it because little things like that is what keeps the world going. Right? Yeah, yes, it keeps man. the podcast is important. Get out there and see the wild. Um, what I wanted to say that there's so many going on my theme of irresponsible adults. Kevin proceeds to ask it, is this a uh, toothbrush sponsored by the ADA? <laughs> she's so conflicted by this question, she doesn't ask where his parents are. That's another adult that doesn't question the adult. Her, I got a question about a toothbrush. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and then uh, he runs out, and then the cops, like, probably actually, like, doing important jobs like pulling somebody over or something. Right. Just decides, oh, He's a child chase is running away. fucking kid chase with a, a kid. toothbrush. There's just so many terrible adults in 90s movies. Right. I and love that. All irri- like, look, Who was the most responsible person in that movie? Kevin. 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 He was. was. Easily. Hands down. His parents. His parents alone. How and, do you get- and, and shovel guy. Okay, how do you get outside from- of that 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 Slap. counter slapping? <laughs> yeah, he was he was pretty. Yeah, Shovel's- he was the one salting the sidewalks. <laughs> How come everybody's making him out to be a villain for that instead of being like, hey, thanks for protecting our community from slipping on the sidewalks every day. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They should be applauding that man. Think about how long and how many steps it takes to get from your house. I get the miscounted heads, right? Or the niece, whatever, was responsible for counting all the kids' heads. She counted the boy that was the neighbor. The the stupid kid, right? Also, um, let me just say real quick, wrong person to put in charge of that. Why is like a nine-year-old being put in charge of the well, head count? She was like 16, 15. Whatever. She, she, she was let's, let, If I'm a mom of a, of a like family like hot. that. She was 90s hot. 90s well, she hot. was like that weird, like, what's her age? I don't know, but Didn't she's kind of hot. She's probably like 37. Yeah. She's like a good 37. Yeah. 37 playing 16. But how do they get from there all the way onto the plane without... There's so no many way. moments. Looking for your kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, I get the running. Because you're the, running late. Fuck Because you're running. Especially, Fuck. well, like, let's consider this. It's established early that Kevin is un- unmissable in that family. Everybody knows where he is at all times because apparently he's a nuisance. What does his mom tell him? There are 16 people in this family and only one something about we can't control oh, or something. You gotta be causing problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they gotta know where Kevin's at. And then... At the on they're on the plane, they're like, also, "Oh, what are we forgetting?" And she goes, "Kevin," yeah. and it's like, "Okay, well then, if oh. you were able to figure it out that quickly at that point, yeah. you never realized that Kevin wasn't in the car. I left the garage open. Oh. That's what it was. Well, surely super equal to leaving your son at home. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's like a subliminally they just want to get rid of Kevin. <laughs> they're trying to like 
The, the rest of the family were and... totally cool with it. Buzz still doesn't flinch at it. He's like, fucking first of Buzz. all, I'm not that lucky. Like, dude, your brother might be fucking dead your now. Brother, and all, and your first reaction is, I'm not that lucky. Like, you truly are a piece okay, of but shit. Can I just Buzz. can I just pull this together really quick? Because I'm just thinking about everything we're saying. Is yeah, I think Kevin justified having his own Christmas and yeah. being happy about it. I think I absolutely so think so. With this. COVID season, would I be happy with my own Christmas? I, I might be. If I'm Kevin, but yeah. But I'm also thinking about my parents. I'm also thinking about I want my family to be safe. Yeah. But yeah. there is a little part of me that's like, hell yeah, like, we fucking just kind of do our own thing real quick. Fucking, yeah. Fucking I like, it's a, you know, you know fucking, that Home Alone is kind of like, it's a different kind of Christmas like we're all having right now. Yeah. We're all kind of probably not celebrating like we want to, right, with the family. Uh, hopefully our families aren't as terrorists like all these fans like yeah, hey members. mom what's up hey what's up grandma <laughs> i mean I, I don't know i think it was a great film i think we learned a lot well we do, you do learn a i lot. think john candy uh john I was candy happy comes it. off you the bench also, it all together i love that i love that she hit she hopped a ride with john candy in scranton pennsylvania scranton. which happens to be where the office was. yeah i wonder if that's the reason they decided like maybe there was like a young writer for office that was like watching that like scranton huh you know what i thought about he was like he was like seven when he was watching yeah i like that town the amount of shit that the mom went through to to you're gonna say the same thing i was gonna say right she listen to the Kenosha Kickers and Polka yeah. Polka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polka. She has to ride with them. She does like, like eight the flights. The big ass reunion. Eight flights. Yeah. She gave up five hundred dollars and earrings. her earrings and her neck. Ones. Yeah, yeah. And fucking the whole nine. And who fucking shows up five <laughs> minutes later? This is exactly what I was gonna bring up. Yeah, no. All she had to do was wait. Was say. Okay, I'll we'll take, take that flight, flight in the morning. morning. Yeah, yeah, but she did. She or like she's a mom with her. I with her get kid that, but sometimes reason needs to take over, like panic. You know, like literally how about, five minutes how about, after how about, she gets hey, wait, there. But how about being? How about being Peter McAllister right there and be like, <laughs> "I told you so." <laughs> oh, what a fucking told oh, you so! What a time to be alive. Yeah, no, but not told you so because she's like. You fucking stayed <laughs> when you should have. Like, you don't care about your son. You don't try to leave at the first job of the. Ch- you know he was what I mean? being I smart. Could, I he was. He was eight. Hey, we're smarter, he, not harder. He still hit that night, dude. He, <laughs> yeah, dude. He brought the whole family back. She wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I just love that that reunion scene too. And she comes home and she's like, Kevin. It's an emotional scene. It's a very like, emotional scene. He has a smile on his face. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then they rush together. And then literally thirty seconds later, he's alone again. <laughs> like they all go there. Nobody gives a fuck about him. Yeah. He's back to being a neglected youth. He has a moment with Buzz where, for the first time ever, Buzz is like, "All right, it's cool, you did burn the place down," and then immediately backtracks on it because he's like, "Wait, you fucked up my room? What the fuck?" Like, also, Buzz is not a brother. Buzz is like a prison cell inmate. That's where he's headed. Yeah. Who who names their son Buzz? Somebody that knows that their son's gonna end up being a Buzz. Like hey, Buzz. everything about that guy. Mom, can I have a tarantula? Yeah, because your name is Buzz. Yeah, Go yeah. For yeah. It. Knock you would out. have a tarantula. Go you know it. what I do want to own though? One of these days is a, ch- a, ch- a freaking chest that Buzz had with all of these firecrackers and Playboys. <laughs> Buzz, and- your Dude, girlfriend. Can I make a point? <laughs> can I make a point about that Playboy though? Did you look at the cover of Play? Like it is the same. 
Spike plate cover. Yeah. Okay. It says like newscasters bear all, and it's just a picture of like a series of headshots yeah, of like newscasters. Like, no nudity. There's no way Playboy, a Playboy right? magazine ever was like well, that. Not, that not thing now. would have sold the least amount of copies yeah. ever. Got a quick question about the tarantula. Do you guys it was, think it was put right next to the highlights magazines? Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Do you, highlights has a great one. I think I had it. So it looked like that. Flight Attendants Weekly on the cover. Is that Clifford? Who's that? <laughs> Do you guys think the tarantula was played by the same actor, or they rotated actor Ooh, tarantulas? That's a great question. Throughout the, you know what? Film? I think there was multiple because one was more lively. That was like I'm gonna Let's crawl everywhere. Yeah. yeah. When the they needed the crawler, like, they needed yeah. the crawler, and they needed the one that's just gonna fucking chill. It's I wonder. Kinda... I wonder. Yeah, if any of those tarantulas are sag. It's. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> being the guy that's in charge of the tarantulas. What a life you have. You're probably a tarantula. What does your Tinder profile say? I handle bugs. Like, you know, like, I fuck, I fuck with bugs. I got <laughs> spiders. Yeah. You afraid of spiders? <laughs> I'm not. Dang. Closing. I fear nothing. A, B, C, baby. Always be closing. Yep. Man, I just anyway, gotta give it up. I gotta sorry. give it up to Kevin for just the sheer ingenuity. Also, this film only works in an upper class family in a large house. I mean, you can't stage this film in a one bedroom in the Bronx. There's right. still only so many escape options or right. rooms. Yeah. It makes sense because that's why the robbers are focused on that house because they're like, that's the crown that's jewel the right there. Like that's that house has everything we need. So it makes sense that the robbers would keep focusing. If it was a shitty apartment, they wouldn't keep coming back and being like, wait, we got to keep trying to... That was an to- immaculate house. Yeah, it was pristine. Bricks. Two Fuck. theories I want to get in real quick. One, I heard that Peter McAllister is like the Don. <laughs> he's in charge of the mob, which would actually answer a lot of questions about this. Why he's able to afford mob. this house. Why his house tends to be like just kind of like kept off. Like I got the- a hot take. Yeah. I do well, have a hot take. Let's hear it. They're not well off. He's just good with his money. You know why I say that? Because when Kevin sees the garages open, station wagon, like mm. old fucking Lincoln. It's true. You're not true. riding a woodside fucking station wagon if you're well off. Um, you got a fucking Corvette in there because daddy's got to fucking take a ride on the weekend. Like, give me a break. I man. would you argue, though, if you were good with your with money, money. Meaning, if you were smart I will with save your money, money on my station wagon. True. And I will upload on this house. But. Yep. And I got miles to fly the whole entire family to this Paris trip. Yeah. But, you know, he might have done a freaking flyer Myers or something. But you wouldn't let an asshat like Uncle Frank get by with the bullshit he does. Like, if you were smart with your money, you would cut that motherfucker Ooh. out long Who's ago. Who's Uncle Frank? Family, Uncle Frank's. Family's a you little sibling. jerk. Is it the mom or the dad? Who's Uncle Frank? You know what? It actually makes more sense if it's the mom's because oh, then sure. he's like, if it was his brother, he'd be like, dude, I'm not fucking bailing you out again. That guy's trying to cheat by on everything. <laughs> he didn't want to pay for the pizza. He didn't even want to pay for the pizza. Like, he was bro. like, oh, I got a, what, it was just a 90s reference. Oh, what no, wait. That? Actually, he said this is my brother's house. Oh. Oh, he did. You're right. Oh, there wait, we go. We answered the question right there. Oh, just one other I don't know. I super irresponsible. One other super irresponsible adult in that this film was when Kevin's like running down the street and he goes to that little Santa Claus house to go like wish for his family back. Right, remember that? And the elf chick is like, Santa's over there smoking a cigarette by his car, and he goes up and says hi, and he tells this grown adult man, "I want my family back, my mom, my dad, my cousins, my everything." 
And the guy's like, hey, kid, I'm sorry to hear it. Here's some Tic Tacs. Here's some what the Tic Tacs, dude. Shit. Again, no, another way. It's what he had like, to offer. Where is your family, bro? Like, just zero you... follow up questions. I'm going to hop in my old school. I got to get to a party. Quick. I got a book. No, I got a just book. not turning He didn't give a fuck. He wasn't trying to like become an adopted father at that point. You know, He's like, yeah, here's a Tic Tac. That's the best I could offer. Wow, this kid's really neat. Here's a Tic Tac. Kevin has demonstrated himself to be the most responsible individual in this whole film. I think he's grown by the age of eight beyond the capacity or need for a family, and they're just holding. It him made up. him grow up for a trip to New York. One would say, right? I after I've never seen Home Alone two. So oh, that's gotta be next year. Next and year, we're, we're gonna, gonna watch Home Alone two. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, other theory that I wanted to mention because I mentioned two. One was the Peter McAllister is the Don, and this one actually makes more sense to me. That Kevin McAllister becomes the guy from Saw. And if you look at how shitty that family is to him, if the pizza scene is any indication of what Kevin's life is like on a daily basis, you're getting tortured every day. And there's never even a throwaway line as to why Kevin is so fucking good at throwing these traps together like so quick. Like there's literally one scene, he opens up that whole map and it's like, dude, it would have taken me a whole day to even, like, come up with that shit. He does it in, like, a minute. Like, the way he's actually able to concoct a whole house of traps, that's an evil genius at work right there. And if you look at the way the guy from Saw is, he would have had to mm. basically had that kind of upbringing. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that working for a murder. Yeah, so Kevin ends up being a murderer. I'm glad we ended up with that uh, out of this whole Home Alone discussion. It was inevitable, though. We were going to get there. All right, so here's how I want to do this. We're running long on Home Alone. So I want to make sure at the end of the, uh, our discussion of Home Alone and uh, each movie we discuss that we throw out some C-notes. We've come to a point on the Three Things podcast. I think C-notes deserves a little sound effect just to like make it clear. So I'm going to throw a little C-notes sound effect right there. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, let's run through a couple of these uh, Home Alone notes real quick. Let's do it! First of all, I want to start with that TV <laughs> in the kitchen. What the fuck is that? We've discussed how Peter McAllister is like the Don and he's rich as fuck and his house is like a gorgeous mansion. And yet they have a TV that's the size of like a cantaloupe just supplying all the energy but in the kitchen. did it have a VCR on it though? It uh, might have. Checkmate. Yeah, that was just good living. Okay. Get a, a TV that's a few more inches than nine inches you know diameter. You had a VCR TV combo? You were fucking rolling. That was good dude. living. Right Not there. only does Kevin use this it to watch. This was before DVDs. We yeah. live a good eating shrimp. Like, come on, bro. Get a TV that's an actual size. When you're in the kitchen making your meals, you're not, you don't need the best television set, but you need If something. you're the Don, you do. You if you're Don Peter McAllister. Now, yeah. you invest in a living room TV. If you're rich, then you got a little something in the kitchen. Bro, it's like the size of a bowling right ball. You got to think back then, it had a fucking VCR. It had an outlet, all right? Like, okay, well then get a better TV. Well, here's the thing. There was a combo. Kevin uses it as the sound device to scare away the robbers and the pizza guy. And how about that sound? But that's the thing. There's no way that TV is going to have that kind of sound. Wait a second. I'm going to give you the count of 10. And it's, one, it's, you can hear it. Leave all it the, on your yellow. You can hear it around the fucking house, all the way to the yeah, front. Of the exactly. Home. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. I love that. Yeah. You feel the animal. By the way, I did some research on that. That's my go. next note. Oh, okay. Shit. Is this a real movie? 
That's what I wanted to oh, look up. I'm so happy Was that a real movie? Because it feels like it's like an old school gangster movie. So I found out uh, Snakes. when <laughs> AC said 10%. He did a great well, that's job. too bad he AC's did, he, not in charge uh, no more. He did a, they, they, they all did a great fact. job. Yeah, they did yeah. a great job. So uh, I looked it up, and, and when he puts in the VHS, they show it. It says Angels with Dirty Souls. What a, what a title. So it was a playoff and a tribute to a movie that I think it was the director loved that was from the 30s. And it was called Angels with Dirty Faces. So it wasn't actually like scenes from it, but that was like what inspired the clips that they shot. Can I just, but they actually did shoot those scenes themselves, apparently in a library. Can I just say, though, that Angels with Dirty Souls sounds much grittier. Way cooler. Way grittier. Yeah. You got a dirty face, you got a little white pee, white pee, a little noxena, like you cool. Keep well, the change, you filthy how you, animal. Yeah, how do you clean your soul? That's such a good... That's one of my favorite parts of that whole. That's such a great movie. scene right there. Oh, and it's Kevin, the sub movie within the movie is my the favorite. The movie within the movie. <laughs> yeah. I I would argue that I think Macaulay Culkin wins over the majority of the fans of that movie the first time around when he mouths "Keep, keep the, the change, change you, you filthy, filthy animal. animal." Like that's when you're really like, dude, I like this kid. Wait, I, and I, because I like this you kid. know what we should do? Let's yeah. all mouth it right now. <laughs> and then he got his own cheese pizza. <laughs> And then he got his own. Okay, wait, that's a note I have too. I've always hated when there's a group of pizzas that come and somebody has to be like, I only do cheese pizza. I'm like, fuck you, take the pepperonis off your pieces. Talk like him, talk like him, get it out there. I'm like, so, you filthy animal. I'm just like, with the fact that Kevin has to have a cheese pizza, like, why? Pizzas are bomb. What are you, a shit? Yeah, you uncultured swine. All right, Greg. Give Throw me a, a mushroom on there, you fuck. Yeah, give me a C note. What, what's a note you took? I don't know. On the film, I just feel yeah. like moral of the story is you can leave your young children at home for long periods of time as long as it's funny. <laughs> That's a great... You're going to make a great father someday. That's yeah. a great... I look forward to that. Outlook. Yeah. And I'm with you. There's a point when Kevin is first realizing he's home and he goes through all the memories of all the shitty things that his family said when it's like, Kevin, you're a disease and all this. And there's this quick sound clip of Buzz that says, Kevin, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula, which was said at no point in the movie. I don't know if it was a deleted scene or what. They just threw it in there just just to articulate the fact that Buzz was a shitty person. And take four, (laughs) Buzz, go ahead and hit it. Exactly. Just like riffing. Yeah. I'm going to... Feed you to yeah. my tarantula. Which you guys is, listen to Wu Tang. like I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> like they just like think of what they uh, gonna say. Like uh, uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna feed you to my tarantula. And then Wu Tang goes, then I'm gonna flatten you with a spatula. Yeah, I'm gonna stab you with a rusty screwdriver. Like it's just like boom, 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 Buzz. Boom, boom, boom. And it's not like Buzz didn't have plenty of shitty lines on him in the movie that they could have used for that. So it's weird. I'm gonna go back to the point that you made earlier about the toothbrush thing. When she's like, hey, Earl, is this toothbrush certified? But if I was Earl right there, and I don't even remember if it was Earl. I just think you said that. I would have been like, what the fuck are you? I what? think it was Herb. Herb? Sorry. I would have been like, I don't fucking, to tell the seven-year-old to buy it or fuck off. Like, Shouldn't I'm not say it on the toothbrush? Or just say yes. Just say yes, it is. Like, Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Like, uh, who cares? He doesn't know what the fuck is that. Like, this is there- toothbrush was made 
by dentists. Is there any seven-year-old kid like him that actually exists that is going to ask questions like this? And No, like because this? they want one that has like Super Mario on it. Doesn't do fucking no, shit that's all they needed. Yeah, is Yoshi on the side? Cool, I want that I'm one. I'm hating on Super Mario, though, you know. No, I, want, I want that one. No. I mean, yeah, if you're concerned at eight years old about the certifiability of your oral hygiene equipment, you're going to be in saw later in your life yeah you're gonna be that kind of guy that like you're gonna, you're gonna be inside you're gonna, if, you're gonna have issues. if your family keeps fucking with like this on a daily basis for that much like yeah and you have that kind of ingenuity in your mind well, to be dude, able he to was attempting to murder both of these robbers as ready. they were coming in the house i mean flamethrowers yeah ice so many of those things could have absolutely killed those could guys murdered these people and yeah. i guarantee he would have just had a little he would have a little, little smile that he gives somebody dead and they would have been proud of himself. Yeah. And then the cops wouldn't have cared because no one's responsible. Then I also had, how did Kevin clean up the place so quickly? Like, he threw tar all Very over the good. stairs. Very good. Observation. Race cars ever. Like, he, mm. like, that place was a shit sty. Because that was mine. And mine nobody was questioned it when it, like, the when they came back. The only person that Christine. questioned it was Buzz. Because his, his room, room, got, room, fucked room up. got fucked up. So, which, so that was apparently the only room that Kevin didn't bother to actually fix up. Because yeah. he didn't need to. Buzz was a piece of shit. Uh, and then the last note, and then we'll get off Home Alone. Kevin, way too cocky with his traps as he's going. A lot of those traps were avoidable. But, like, he's literally like, you guys give up? Are you thirsty for more? And, like, they could have easily been like, okay, like nine feet behind now me. let okay. me step over the tar real quick. Let me avoid, you know, the, yeah, oh, this the handle's handle. kind of hot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to not touch it for like five seconds at a time. Like, or I'm, I'm, I'm going to not kick hold the my door down under the torch until it looks like a creme yeah, brulee. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah, move, bro. Move. For like 15 seconds. It, yeah, bro. This hurts. Did we get the shot? Yeah, like, no, like. Get out of there. No, he's way too cocky that all his... Like, at that point, he should be stoked that all of his traps have worked so well. But you shouldn't assume at that point... And they don't. And then at one point, they're like, oh, we outsmarted you. Yeah, so they were in the right to be like, yeah, you're not going to keep getting one-overs because they're fucking dumbass robbers. They're the worst. They're fucking stupid. They were not very smart, but I will say that Marv's womanly screams were always good for a laugh. Oh, good, good. He nailed it. Yeah, He had a good... He did a great job. Ah! Like women scream. They do yeah. have good screams. Both of them do. Yeah, they no, got screams. They got good little. Frum, frum, I, I would <laughs> yeah, argue. You, you little fucking, 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 fucking shit. I would argue that with a fucking <laughs> Joe Pesci dead. and Daniel Stern are absolutely the two best actors you could have cast in that role. They're I can't think of it honestly. I don't think you could have got anybody better to play those roles, and I don't think you could have got anybody better than Macaulay Culkin either. So he did a great. Well job. done all the way around. Home Alone. I would even say Catherine O'Hara. That was her name, right? Uh, Kevin's mom. Milf? No, Creek. not Catherine O'Hara. But I That's Catherine name. O'Hara. That's Catherine O'Hara? Is her name? Schitt's Creek. Oh, that is... That, I know, I know, I I know that. that. I know her name. I've now. never watched Schitt's Creek. Wait, wait. But I heard Schitt's Creek. Yeah, she's the mom yeah, in Schitt's Creek. she's the mom in Schitt's Creek. But she's the mom in Home Alone, right? She's just a mom. But she's... <laughs> she's a mom in everything. She's, she she's was, the mom in Home Alone. She was born a mom. Check this out. She's my mom. She's... Did you know that? No. You'll find out. Just now, yeah. she uh, kind of the perfect mom. So I think that the for this role, because she obviously with her scream and everything, like shows the genuine horror that would overtake a woman realizing she left her kid. Also was able to show the panic and the just overwhelming. You know I need to fucking make this right. I don't care what I need to do. 
and the compassion of like seeing like I think she, she plays that role perfectly too. So like well cast all around. Home alone. She has this like welcome, I'm overwhelmed welcome. and but I'm a mom so I can handle it vibe perfect. Like she's yeah. like I got this but I'm overwhelmed but also But like, because of my mom I can make this happen. Yeah. Even though all she needed to do was wait till the next morning to get the flight and she would have got there at the exact same time apparently cuz also that's just all the what rest a of the family terribly did. horrible mom she was in this film. She's mom, but she fucking forgot. She forgot her, her kid. But like, I think she does a good job making the point that like how bad she was at that. Bringing it up to John Candy. I and still don't know that she. Even yeah. you, the poker king the of Kenosha kickers. Yeah, like you haven't even been this shitty of a dad. I don't know why he would. And he was like, "Yeah, but, kind hey, of." Hey, play my clarinet. Your son's been home alone. Fuck it, yeah, play. yeah. Here, this will make you feel better. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> R.I.P. John Candy. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Also, the coach of Cool Runnings. My favorite Olympic movie. That's a great film. That is a great film. That's one we should probably That's one to put under the hat. Hey, hey, put that on the list right there. We're going to do an episode on other things. People say, you know, you can't believe. Jamaica, we got a bobsled team. We got the one. You can't get too into it, dude. We can't get too into it. The fosses of the fosses, the Jamaican sprinters. Stay away from jalapenos. <laughs> that was a freestyle, <laughs> and it came out so polished. I was like, "Is this a scene I that I?" Don't I thought there was a lyrics that I had not That's heard. A song, yeah. bro. <laughs> oh no, it's actually in the movie. He talks about Justino's jalapenos. Oh yeah, they don't eat seeds, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say this: at seven years old, eight years old, however Kevin is, you hate your family. You don't want to be around them because they treat you like shit. But at the end of the day, you're a kid. You want presents. You want your family. You want that. You do want that. You do want, you do that. want that. You do want that. As yeah. an adult, if I were 37, 38, I might fucking have a Christmas by myself, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Buy myself some shit on Amazon every fucking day. It's on my first page of my fucking iPhone. It's Amazon. Next to Maps. <laughs> Think about that it important is. He's that not is. lying. I'm and photos. That. Yeah. All That's the pretty important, important right there. All the important things. That's, That's probably a bad idea. Don't ever put Amazon in your first page. Like, put it on, like, the third nah, page. No, I don't even have it. I Google or don't it. have it. I Google it when I want on Amazon. I'm just saying, okay. if you want to tie it all together real quick, as an 8-year-old, I want my family there. Yeah. As a 38-year-old, I want to go to Bermuda. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. go to fucking Jamaica. That's I want to fucking... I want to be on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That might tie into my favorite movie, which is Christmas Vacation. I just want to tie that in. Oh, man. I'm heated. I ask, like, I'm hot that... like a jalapeno. <laughs> this is getting good. I'm fucking spicy. You better stay home because you have right, jalapenos. You better stay your ass home, bro. All right. In that <laughs> spice, you better blow your toilet up. <laughs> I just, you know, you better take some tums. Hey, mm-hmm. but that spice is going to take me to thing number two. Number two. All right, I got an original three things theory right now. Are you ready? I think we're all ready. Hmm. I think we're on the edge of our seats. I actually am. I literally am. I'm like actually kind of falling off the should couch. Should be. You sh- yeah, this couch is tiny. All right, here it is. Is Clark Griswold a grown-up version of Kevin McAllister? If you don't say 100% yes, you're lying to yourself. You got to give yourself some room to actually speculate and think it out. But, like, that's what we're here for. Because the moral story of Home Alone is you want to be around your family because you miss them. Well, at the beginning, he doesn't because his family is a bunch of pieces of shit. There are pieces of shit. Yeah. We, we establish that 
And then we're all assholes. As we discussed earlier, like he actually flourishes by himself. And let's be honest, even when the end of the movie comes and they all walk through the door, they're still all chaos. They come barging through the door all just like, Oh, yeah, you fucking sat on the front. They're yelling at each other. Like at no point does that family show any kind of discourse. And that kind of falls in line with Clark Griswold's family once they all... But right now, right now, if you had a family of four, would you not just admire the fact that you could have a Christmas with just the four of you without your crazy-ass family that called you a disease, Mm -hmm. that fucking made you drink milk with your fucking pizza, that made you sleep in the attic, and that left you home alone With Gopher who ruts the bed. With yeah. fucking Fuller, who drinks five Pepsi before bed. Like, who lets your fucking kid do that? Oh, it's Fuller. I think I've been saying Gopher this whole time. Same shit. It sounds it's like a Gopher. fucking thing. Yeah. I think that's what I always thought Whatever. it was. Gopher's a type of South American fish. Tropical fish. Gopher fish. It could also be the cousin shout of out to, the Shout out to John Muir. Uh, <laughs> so, in my opinion, Clark <laughs> Griswold <laughs> is Kevin McAllister, grown up. And yeah. he's like, you know what? I want to spend okay, this Christmas. Griswold is a grown up McAllister. He's been to a lot of therapy. He's been through the ringer. He's gone mm-hmm. through a lot of emo. He's literally been a therapist for many years. Yep. And now he's like, oh my God, family is actually the most important thing ever. He realized it. That was his first moment of realizing how important family was when they disappeared on him that weekend, that mm-hmm. week or weekend, whatever it was, that Christmas holiday. And now he's obsessed with family. And I can't wait to have them in his life. But it turns out family still they're not they're never gonna live up to that i think he has in his head of what they could be or should be well that plays into the part where he has a few things go wrong and then he just kind of flips this screw loose what what is it after his uh tree blows up or whatever and then like he just loses his shit you know his wife's like "Are, are you okay and he's like i'm fine and then like the little like railing is like a little loose and he just takes a chainsaw to it like that's the kind of reaction that would happen if you were a Kevin McAllister and you had all this deep-seated, like, crazy family Christmas issues and it got triggered and now you're just like, whoop, first instinct is to take a chainsaw of things. Like, you could almost argue that the steps are Kevin McAllister, uh, later adult life becomes Clark Griswold, and then later older life you become the crazy old dude from saw who murders people for games so it's a, it's, it's, a, one, it's a nice it's lineage one long right there. theory yeah it's a good lineage right there yeah, yeah i think you nailed it right there where clark is like i'm the glue of this family right now mm-hmm. i gotta keep it together i gotta keep it together no matter how crazy they are yeah no matter that's how i feel right now this is what mm-hmm. i'm saying i relate to this i relate to this movie so much more now at 38 years old 38 young years that I'm like, you know what? I got to keep this family sane. I got to control people. I got to control tempos. I'm like a fucking orchestrator over here. I'm like fucking Leonard Bernstein over here just fucking conducting, you know? So Clark is like, you know what? I know my family's fucking crazy. I know I'm able to operate a chainsaw. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off for a second. Until, and by the way, what was Kevin's favorite thing that we learned Home Alone 2? Christmas trees. Yeah, he loved... You burn my Christmas tree down? Right. I'm going to chop my post off in my house. The movie actually begins with them going on a hunt for a Christmas tree. And... um, It all ties in, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you. And it's a point to Clark that, like, we need to get the most pristine in the wilderness tree... I don't know why the fuck he would forget to bring a saw. That was on his bed. But, like, that's kind of (laughs) like... And also, how do they just... 
I'll how do they rip it out of the ground? They, I'll a giant. Because Kevin was a master craftsman. Yeah, I guess. There's Lean a couple. Kevin. There's a couple moments of that movie that are just completely like skipped over. That I'm like, I feel like there was a thing there that maybe did they just again, cut it out again? Though this is the late '80s, early '90s, where explanations were not. They needed. were not necessary. Yeah. Never did needed. Did you rip that tree out of the ground with the roots? Cool. There's no way that anybody else in his family was willing to help him pull that shit out. So they're just saying he did that himself because, like, his kids were over it. There's no so way Clark- Beverly D'Angelo is going to help him with it. So he just ripped that shit. You imagine what kind of, like, insane, like, delve deep into the fucking pits of your soul you would need to do to rip a tree of that size because out of the roots. Christmas trees. That's the kind of man that would end up murdering people for sport later mm-hmm. on in life. Like... The guy from Saw. We're on Okay, here. boom. Also, mm. another point. After his tree gets burned down by his shitty uncle or whatever, the next scene, he's got a replacement tree, and it's never shown how he got it. And also, apparently, he got it out of the woods because there's like a raccoon or Real whatever quick, in there. went outside, chainsaw. Just new boom. Tree. New tree. Straight out of his boom. fence. Yeah. Smash into uh, Ellen, or not Ellen. Julia uh, uh, Louis Elaine, Elaine. Elaine, Elaine, yeah. Oh. Elaine's window, which that relationship is interesting. Yeah, can, can we talk about that for a second? Because yeah, I got notes great, on that as well. That's a great relationship. That's a and, great relationship. And it's just such an uncomfortable, like, uh, they probably have some fucking really good sex. They have to. They have really good that's sex. That's, like, all that's implied is, They're like, this, angry. this relationship yeah. is held together by amazing sex because, like, and a good two people system. that fucking hate each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which gets destroyed by a mysterious wet robber. Well, here's the thing that's funny is like they yeah, are bandit. Bandit. they are displayed sort of as like the villains, like they're the asshole neighbors because they're just like the kind of rich smarmy folk that like you're not supposed to like. But really, they don't do anything to fuck with Clark. Clark does everything you could possibly do to fuck with them. If even one of those things happened to me from my neighbor, if a fucking like a giant log or whatever that went through my window. How many times does shit go through their windows in that movie? So many times. Where are you gonna dude. fit a tree like that? Bend over and I'll show you. Yeah. Like, if you my neighbor's nerve, I wasn't oh, talking to you. Talking to her. He's got a if Jason my mask neighbor, on. Yeah. If yeah. my neighbor said that Psychopath, to me, yeah, dude, that's Clark fucking Rizzo, guy that's gonna turn into shot. Should, you know they, someone should make a movie from the neighbor's perspective. Yeah. And just every now and then have the Griswold guy like in his Jason thing and like things pop <laughs> like a horror. It should be a yeah. horror movie. That I think it, I think really they did that, and it's called Saw. <laughs> no, no, but from that neighbor's perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, like you have this yeah, yeah. crazy neighbor next door with a chainsaw with a mask. My sound system. Somebody's got to write that for yeah. sure. With an no, icicle. I mean, the boyfriend, what well, that the neighbor, the neighbor boyfriend dude was, was you know, he was a douchey dude for sure. But so was dude. she. So was she. <laughs> But, like, they weren't that bad. They were, like, honestly... They didn't fuck with Clark's house, though. Not ever. Not they were all. clean. They were quiet. Yeah, they were like, fine they were neighbors. Clean, wealthy, quiet people with no yeah. children. But you know what's interesting? That they were, like, trying to... I think that film was trying to present, like, you know, kind of like this... When you're, like, Christmas time and you got, like, no f- kids or family. Like, that's the... Like, we all... Like, kids and family come at a cost, right? Like, whatever that cost is, but... At the holidays, it's kind of nice to have like the kids and the family and the craziness yeah, around. You, you know? want to have the family because it's kind of sad when you see just a couple like eating dinner in their like fancy modern home by themselves without That's any COVID. Christmas spirit at all. <laughs> That's COVID. no lights. <laughs> no lights. 
I mean, it's no to tree. each their own, though. It's like, how do you want to spend Christmas? Exactly what we're going over. Like, do you want to have the extended family showing up and being like, oh, and we just made in a- the magic? Or would you rather just kind of be like Elaine Bennis over here with her douchey husband and be like, Flip no, it's back. just us. And we just like have our own life over here outside of our fucking crazy neighbors who keeps trajecting shit through our fucking windows, which is like, I feel like I gotta gotta say trajecting trajectory has never has that's never ever been a word but i will say you know how serious it's the perfect word right now when greg gets close to the microphone you know how serious you know how trajecting that was right now for you to say that (laughs) i really wanted to you trajected that right (laughs) right at you trajected you were hurting my fact checking you trajected that right at the fact checking audience the point is sorry you know how many times it would take for me to have a neighbor throw some shit through my window for me to lose my shit. They never, there's never a scene when Elaine goes over there and is like, what the fuck no, she was did. that? No, no, she did. She many, did. many times. She was like, she couldn't believe that her husband wasn't doing shit about it. Oh, because he was being a bitch. So that's why it. she socked him in the face, right? Yeah. But it's like, I feel like that relationship's a new relationship. I don't think they've been together that long. Yeah. I think they're that. still in the honeymoon stage. It has the taste married. of like... They're newly married. I think they're still having great no sex. Kid. I think they're still yeah. having an amazing yeah. sex. Great sound system. I'm sorry I keep referencing that. but it It's was, a great sound system. You're big focal sound system. It was a focal point. It is. All their furniture is extremely appropriate for like super modern for like three years yeah. and then and then it's terribly dated all of the furniture in their home but i will say they probably had great sex and yeah. they probably have a tv in their kitchen with a vcr or laser disc hopefully they're advanced hopefully yep. Yep, it was yep, yep. bigger than uh, 10 inches around i but they were extraordinarily patient when a douglas fir burst through their Living room window. They're, I appreciate that I Douglas were, fur call out real quick right there. John Muir. John All my Muir, hiking fans. Douglas. John Muir again gets a shout out. John Fur. No, it's Douglas Fur, right? I know. I, I put them together. Okay, he, there we he, go. Do you like peanut butter? Do you like jelly? Beautiful. Put them together. All right. Final scene notes. They don't have to be dead, dead separate from each let's, other. Let's run through some final scene notes on uh, Christmas Decay before we go to thing number three. Oh, one. I got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, let me one. hear it. Let me hear it. Hot. Just, I'd, I'd take, why I'd, was everybody I'd, so afraid of a squirrel? They're cute. They're not that bad. I don't know. If it jumps out of you in, in a in house. In the house. I get it in the house. It's Is a little it weird. Do they carry rabies? They can. Yeah, they can. If it jumps out of your Christmas tree, it could cause chaos for do sure. Do they carry jalapenos? How many times uh, are If they did, they, they Rona? Rona? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Okay. I got one. Um, first of all, when you cut into a turkey that's been cooked too far, it does not pop like a football. That, Dude, that, that was intense. That was disgusting. But that thing opened up and it was like all like alien right dry. And that like also like felt like a scene that webs. was missing because then Eddie's wife just goes, I'm sorry. And I'm just like, I didn't even know you cooked a turkey. Was there a scene earlier when you like put it in it? Like, I don't what know. What was the temperature like, set at? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it know, just like, missed. It felt yeah. kind of. Was there any care involved? Like, and then the fact that they still ate it. it. They just still kept, It was weird. Well, there was it. nothing in there to serve. Like I don't. That actually, I feel like the comedy was lost with how disgusting that turkey was. It was so gross, dude. I just got so yeah. grossed out when I saw it open up. Turkeys don't like, I want to laugh like, right mm, now, but I'm like, this is just so neck. disgusting. And then there was like a silence of like five minutes of them just eating it. And he goes, Here's and all you hear is crisp. 
<laughs> yeah, that was actually everyone picking their teeth. When we like, talk about it again, it's actually funnier than it was in the moment. <laughs> it was just yeah, just like, like they like powered no, through it. First of all, if you overcooked a turkey, it. it would not look pristine on the outside and then just fall apart when you cut it. It would think look of your like nicest, shit when think you think of your nicest aunt, your nicest yeah. aunt, yeah. and your family. Okay, and she fucks up the turkey. Would you not just try to power through it and be like? Yeah, but it wouldn't do that. It wouldn't fall apart when you cut it. It would have looked like shit out of the would oven. Would you eat it? She would have... And say it's whatever. If she was counting on me to, I would do a couple she full bites. She just poured her guts to you and said, I fucked up the turkey I, for Christmas. Well, then I'd be like, well, then you don't expect me to eat it then at this point. If it looked you, that bad, like an alien you're capsule, not invited next like... Well, then maybe, up gas maybe, maybe out, that's a win for me then. And it was a hollow, decrepit skeleton of a thing. Well, hey, guess what? I got mashed potatoes. Well, guess what? We're, that's all the fuck we got. So all right, put it in your mouth. Next question. Why did Clark's sled take off so fast? Nobody pushed him. Like, it just looks like a basic... <laughs> well... Wait, what is that? He just... <laughs> let's remember... What does that mean? Do I get it? What does he do for a living? He's like a mad He's like a chemical student. engineer. Chemical engineer. So he has devised this. Uh, what is that? What the, it's like it's 500 like a, it's times polish. more slippery than something. Hang on a second. Okay, I need to stop real quick to point out the fact that Jason did three times this sort of camera taking a picture no, 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 no. of thing. I did a trigger. To, I did to, a trigger, to, trigger finger. Yeah. What does that mean? That I'm spraying something. He was, oh, he was because spraying. my my picture this my left hand flat and my right index finger doing a trigger okay, finger, right. and what am I spraying? The sled. So that means the sled was super polished. Super polished. That asks I mean, you to so know polished, so much about the movie that like, you don't that, even know how polished the sled was. That it, it could take him. From, they should. They could have had a line. Him, they could have had one line he about. Did. It was on right, his. Maybe was, I missed it. Was it. On it was his on his rag. If you, if you, it took him from Burbank to Joshua Tree. Real on quick. A single Either way, it quick. takes off like way too fast. But he ended up like he ended up like less than a mile away though. It did. He oh. did eject like the SpaceX rocket that Elon Musk <laughs> just Super devised. Quick. Like with a propulsion. No, next thing you know, he's like at moving at like a rocket level. Yeah, there was speeds. propulsion like, involved, yeah, yeah. which was unexplained. I agree, yeah. Yeah. but I will say that. Look, if you're if you start out like a young genius um, from Home Alone, you're clearly already a genius. You're evolving into the Clark Griswold you're level ma- of intelligence. You're making tar steps with nails. He he was already a young chemist, so super young. Now he's to the point where he's creating a, such a high uh, what what's the word a hydrophilic chemical situation that he can slide all the way across town. I believe it. Clearly, the blink of an I eye. I believe the whole thing. I believe the whole thing. From start to end, I believe the whole scene. Greg, who was hotter, the uh, hot girl from Christmas Vacation or from Chrissy Brinkley from the original? I will say that it's been a long time since I've seen the original. The counter, and, and so I would say... The unmentionables. I'm going to be with Clark Griswold in this and say, Nipply. It's a bit nipply. <laughs> it's a bit nipply. <laughs> this entire movie was such a Chevy Chase piece <laughs> of like, between him being like that awkward bumbly, like, oh, whoa. Hey, oh, what? Oh, it's a bit nibbling. Did I say nibbling? And then also him being a smartass when he's like, Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. You know, and uh, and then also uh, just a bunch of slapstick humor of just like the entire movie of just like 
crazy like he opens the attic and the ladder hits him in the face and like him doing the sled scene and like yeah it's just it's just all it's just this is the most chevy chase movie that has ever existed is it is it it, do you think i haven't seen that many chevy chase is this the most chevy chase i think so vegas vacation vegas is right up there actually to be honest vegas vacation they like accelerated vegas vacation is honestly my favorite of vacation movies and i will also mention this a lot of people like to hate on the more recent one because they're like, "Oh, hey, why are you like make great movie? Why if you're an, a fan of Ed Helms, watch this movie. And if you think it's them like just remaking it, it's not. Ed Helms is rusty, and Chevy Chase. Oh no shit! Chevy Chase is in the movie, and so is Beverly Angelo. He like goes and visits them, and like what a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Amy Mann or here. whatever, like she plays Audrey. Like they hit all the points, and it's not even like it's like out of character because like rusty's actor changed every movie so why not make it ed helms it's mm. fine it's a great it's like a deep sequel and if you're a fan of ed helms comedy watch that movie because it's and christina applegate she's great mm-hmm. in it too she's i love movie. anything she's in she's, she's great. great she's awesome can i just say one thing real quick yeah last christmas we gave you three things but the very next day you didn't press play this year justina's not here blame it on jalapenos and that brings us to thing number three number three and that is going to bring us to the Christmas classic known as Frosty the Snowman. And I have a case that we need to determine the winner <laughs> I of. I just can't. Just go ahead. Dude. In the case of who owns proper ownership of the magic hat between Frosty T. Snowman and... Dr. Hinkle? Professor Hinkle. <laughs> Weird magician Hinkle. Einhorn is Hinkle. Hinkle is Einhorn. But Hinkle is actually the weird name of the weird magician in Frosty the Snowman. Okay. Who has proper ownership of the magic hat? Um, Go. I will say, again, I'm going to put that first chess piece out there. I'm going to say Dag- the freaking magician. It was oh, his hat. his hat, bro. He, he came hat. into it with it. There was a theft that yeah. was approved by Santa. That's what this movie's about. Can I just say, like, <laughs> if you go out and you go out to a club or a bar and, like, you're wearing a hat, and then someone's like, hey, I like your hat, and they snatch it off your head and wear it, and then and they're like, oh, right, I'm going to take a picture real quick, and you're like, wait a second, that's my hat. Yeah. Well. I, wait, wait, and, then, and then Santa comes in and says, it's fine. Wait, wait, wait. And then now you're the bad guy. The bouncer, Santa, is me... like, that, it's fine. It, well, wait, know, wait, wait. Let me play this side of it because it's important because it wasn't snatched off his head. He threw that shit in the trash. Who wore it first? Give that side of the Wait, story. I don't remember this. He threw it in the trash. He threw it away because he was Why? like over. God damn it! Oh, man. he was over the the bunny that was stoned as fuck. Bro, the whole that, Why was the bunny with that bunny was so high though? A uh, hocus pocus or whatever. Like, bro, was Visine. No. It's called yeah, the Visine. bunny was malnourished. This uh, this fucking <laughs> broke dude was trying to exploit animal uh, entertainment. And the bunny was was extremely. He was on his last leg. Yeah, let's be honest. He was, and so he threw his hat away, but the bunny was in it. Is that what happened? Yeah, and he kept going boink, 
Dude, okay. Damn it. Why don't you your ass to a water So he threw the hat away. I literally just watched it last night, but I can't remember exactly why he threw the hat away. But, like, he threw it away, like, frustrated with something. Because his tricks weren't working. His tricks were bad. bad Yeah, yeah. He was a bad magician, so he threw his hat away as a frustration. Then the kids found it. They picked it up, put it on Frosty. It turned him. And what does Frosty say when he becomes alive? Happy, Happy birthday, everyone! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Which is never explained. Why? Is okay. that a, if Wait, you said Ryan, Merry Ryan, Christmas, Ryan. I love how you're expecting an explanation sense. for why a snowman came to but life. Where was he at? And though? said Happy birthday. Where was Frosty at in his trip? That he woke up and said happy birthday. Happy what birthday. What party was he at? And he was like, but he knew. Party was he Dude, like imagine like just waking up out of like a fucking like happy stupid birthday. like. <laughs> Damn, dude. I've been like in a coma for like nine years, I think. But last I remember I was at Keith Richards Rager hey, for his 79th birthday at 54. And, you know and what? Uh, we like, were doing a couple of quaaludes with the Barbie twins in the back alley in the secret room upstairs. Oh so my God. I don't know. He could have easily said, where Merry, Merry Christmas. Where am I? Or where am I? Who but am I? he I always say, goes with happy birthday. He starts with happy birthday. It's never mentioned when his birthday like is or whose birthday it is. No one, no one cares, but he comes into consciousness. Happy birthday. But then he, he gets his footing <laughs> real fast. Oh, hey, everyone. How's it going? He like he regains his shit. He collects his calm real fast. I give but it to him that. Whose birthday is it, though? It's no one's. Never explained. <laughs> there's no one's It's always birthday. somebody's birthday. Actually, I don't. I guess that's actually, why it works. Is it a birthday? It's Jesus' birthday and Christmas. Well, yeah, but he's, yeah, but he's not trying birthday? to make this shit about Jesus. Is Frosty at Jesus' birthday? I feel like it's like leading up to Christmas, so it's more like a December 11th affair, maybe. Like a, it's early. Day. It's yeah. early in the season. It's, it's right. winter. You know I, I, I try to go deep, but let's just say that Frosty <laughs> don't know what the fuck he's saying. He is. He's close. He's a okay. fucking... So, close. so this hat... His eyes are crossed. Like, he's looking... This hat... <laughs> this hat continues to be a question of, of ownership throughout the entire film. I didn't really realize, I think I might have just like, for a, spe- a second spaced out on the fact that he threw the hat away mm-hmm. because he's a terrible magician. Yeah. He broke eggs, he's right? Fucking he broke some eggs in front of a bunch of kids. Yeah. First of all, he's performing magic at like an elementary school. If you're doing that, you're probably not that not good that anyways. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, where you got to start somewhere. Like he's he's working his way up the chain, but like at the same time, like if you're a magician and that's your trade and you're working in elementary school and some shit goes wrong, there's gonna be some moments where you're gonna want to slam your hat down and throw it in the trash and be like, "Fuck!" But you should be given credence to be like, all right, wait, wait, sorry, yesterday was rough, but let me get back after it. Here, give me my hat back. Especially mm. once you realize your hat brought a fucking snowman to life. Once he sees that and even says it like, yo, this hat is super magic. Like, I'm going to make millions now. This is this fool's trade. His whole livelihood is based on the fact that he can perform magic, even though he sucks at it. He figures out that the hat he's been rocking with actually has the ability. Who gave it magic? Where'd he get it from? He probably bought it from somebody, assuming they sold him down the river on a couple of bullshit. Like, oh yeah, this is a magic hat for sure, oh, blah, 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 blah. And once he realizes putting it on a snowman brought it to life, he's like, holy shit, my whole livelihood is made. Now I can fucking be a professional magician with this magic ass hat. Fuck you, stoned ass rabbit, for trying to run it away from so me. High, I will get so a new high. rabbit, not named Hocus, just named Pocus, 
I understand why he wouldn't want the hat when it was just a normal ass hat, but once he realized it had the magic on it, fucking yeah, bring it home. This is my fucking gem, know, bro. That's gonna fucking I'm put mad it because like he was so mad at that hat, he would have put it up for a garage sale. He would have sold that hat. He would have like tried to make some money off of it. And I so, would argue if when he you're did your that hat, and the kids are he was or whatever over the hat. He didn't appreciate the hat. But if he had actually sold it at a garage sale, then a bill of uh, sale is on the kids then. Now they have it. Like, uh, whoa, I paid three bucks for it. Now this is my hat. The magic goes to me. But he never did that. He threw it down. And then uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever like a clean operation as to where it went. So it, uh, it, it, no, it, it kind of was. It stayed on Frosty. I just understand. If you're, if you're a 35-year-old man... Uh, how hard is it to just retrieve your hat from five first graders? It's really not difficult that hard. because, like, uh, he tried. He hopped on a train. Also, but it's not that hard. Did they no, discuss no, it's not that hard. the age? Of... They come up to your knee. Thanks. He was a bad magician. Bye. He was I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Thanks. I'm gonna get this hat back now. Bye, first graders. Where did you pull so. thirty-five from? <laughs> he looks. He, look, he, look he looks about He looks a little, maybe a little bit older. No grays. Yeah. No grays. No. You know? No. No. He didn't look good for his age. Yeah. But, uh, but then, I mean, we don't know his age is the thing. I'm assuming he's 35. But then I, I love how... He's right around that age where, like, if you're going to keep going with this whole magician thing, like, it's you, better, it's make you better be it's getting serious. Creepy. It's make it's getting creepy. at that point where now you're you're performing as a yeah. magician Wait at 35. You're, you're going to need to start pulling off some magic. You're bro. refreshing your resume, right? Well, also, <laughs> which way are you going? Right no now? one's feeling... You, exactly. you were, you, were you three years a magician or were you a lifetime magician? You're at the current. age where you can't be a shitty magician Are you like 2006 to current or like... You know what I mean? Exactly. Because no one's feeling or like I ended that. Imagine, Which, imagine being a thirty-five-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Let's can we can we agree that he's probably in his thirties? I'm gonna say thirties. Okay, he's in his thirties. You're in your thirties. You're 40s, a struggling you musician. Musician. Magician. You're a struggling uh, magician. Yeah, yeah. Trying to make a living doing gigs at elementary schools. He's broke as shit. His only gig is his hat with your stoned ass kids. rabbit and your stoned ass And his ass kids are rabbit. trying to take his hat from him because they're imaginary Frosty the Snowman guys coming to life. Look, this guy's broke. He's trying to pay his rent. He's probably depressed. He's probably highly depressed. Super depressed. Super depressed. He's playing it off with just, you know, gesticulation. Like, he's an yeah, asshole, he's... but, like, it's probably because he's in this situation. Like, he doesn't need to be sweet anymore to people. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo. Everything is turned against me because I'm a struggling magician who sucks. I want to know crap. his past. I want to. He's yellow as if he's jaundiced. Super yellow. Very oh yellow. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Real quick. I've never seen Frosty the Snowman. Well, maybe I did when I was like five. But very yellow. The fact that you brought the yellow, I was like, when did he turn? I didn't even realize. He got that. yellow. He got like yellow. Jaundice. He got jaundice. Super <laughs> jaundice. So he's got a health he's condition. Like super mega jaundice. He's got very little money. Like jaundice was spelled in all caps. Yeah. I just couldn't believe how yellow With the he money was. sign for the S. Super money. Super money, though. He's money, he, he's at He's on hard times, man. And the only thing he's got, the only hope he's got for his millions, which so he's yellow. hoping for, is his hat. Which belongs to him. He temporarily threw it away in the fit of upset. Yeah, exactly. And now Santa's, everybody's defending this fucking thing because, oh, this snowman needs his hat to live? Yo, 
the realization that you had a hat that actually is capable of magic when that's the route you've been chasing in your a very unsuccessful life. I had life, it this whole time? You gotta fucking do whatever you gotta do. Like, I will take this to the courts, motherfucker. I don't care if your eight-year-old self is friends with a fucking snowman. I need this to survive. This is my livelihood. Look at my skin tone. <laughs> I'm yellow for some reason, okay? I need a fucking... All of a sudden, I'm yellow because you have my magic hat, you little fuckwads. Just so you could have a friend that you didn't know yesterday? Hey, hey, guess what? It's summer. It's going to be summer in a couple of months. Yeah. Guess who's going to melt? Yeah, and he does. He melts like immediately, like like multiple times in there. So... you know what? Like, uh, I'm so mad. I do. I'm mad. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like the magician's like the bad guy, right? Why is he the bad guy? He because he looks like a bad guy. Back. He's trying to get his property. That's yeah, 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 yeah. because in the beginning he's Who? like, "How is Snow?" They're like, "Hey, children, here's a he's magician to we kids. hired yeah. who's on you know thin ice right now with life. He's gonna try to make you laugh." Yeah. And hey, guess what? He didn't. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. But guess what? He had a magic hat this whole time. Would you not be like, hey, bro? Are we conditioned? You had a bad to act. Just hate? Guess what? Guess what? Hey, hey, man, magic but, hey, but thanks for coming out, though. Thanks man. for yeah, the magic hat. Are we conditioned to just want to hate somebody because their like act isn't that funny? Like that's. Thank you for the poor... magic hat. Thank yeah. you for the magic. And, uh, hat. I love all the snowman. I love all Frosty. Frosty is so the creep. Right Frosty is the true creep because Frosty He's comes to life. Creep, he seduces nine. Children, what does he say right away? And then he he says, "Happy birthday, everyone." Whose birthday is it? Whose birthday is it? Why are Whose you birthday? always celebrating a birthday that's not determined? I wonder if the hat came from someone's birthday historically or something. I wonder. You know I mean? Maybe that's what it came from. What's in the pipe? He's smoking some fucking Little serious ganja. stuff for sure. Serious chief. So Out in the streets, we call it murder. <laughs> Welcome to Jam Rock. That's the name is Frosty. Welcome to Jam Rock. people say you know we can't believe. Jamaica, we got a frosty snowman. So then he comes to life, and then he it's a cool he runnings reference, right? I know. Yeah, he charms awful, so he charms it. like nine children, and then proceeds to take one to the North Pole. Who is the creeper here, right? Yeah. Who's the creep? Who, where is that child's mother at that point? They're like, wait, I've you. The, well, this also, that just thank God me. for the magician that he chased the train down and said, "I will hang out. I gotta get my thank hat God down." For the he goes, he goes, think nasty. He, I love what. That's my favorite think line. Nasty. Think nasty. If he was just a little bit more of a charming and like uh, easygoing individual, we would all be on the side of him. Can I just say this real quick? And too? there wasn't a cute Frosty the Snowman. Everyone's song. like, I felt bad. The girl's cold. Little girl's cold. She's away from home. Yeah, and she's all frosty. freezing. A snowman is like I'm gonna hold you closer to me because I'm because I'm made of snow. <laughs> like, yeah. this guy, warm this up real quick. Warm Frosty. up. Oh. Frosty says, "Oh, you're cold in a refrigerated train car. Great, let's walk ten miles in the winter snow. Anyway, That's a good idea." And he says it like this: "You wanna <laughs> get a little it's like a, it's like it was like played by Tracy Morgan. Everybody <laughs> has known somebody. Hey, yo, let me see them when 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 snow <laughs> titties. Snow. Let me see them big old snow titties. Uh, everybody <laughs> has known somebody in life that talks like Frosty the Snowman. You think just think about the most like outrageous New Yorker. You hey, how know? the fuck did he keep his pipe in his mouth? I'm gonna say Milo across the street that works at uh, the bar North End. Anybody that's been there, Milo. If you've been at the North End uh, during the day, you know Milo. 
He talks exactly like Frosty the Snowman. Milo the Snowman. Milo the Snowman. I just think things got out of hand pretty quickly. I mean, like, look, we can all agree Frosty's a charming guy. He's happy. Super cool. He's a very, but that's exactly. He's he's charming because he's a snowman. You know, he was a normal ass dude. I don't think people. Wait, wait, wait. You know how cool Frosty is? He's got a blue check mark next to his name. He's like Damn. super official, bro. That's Big. cool. He's a fish. He's the official one, like Twitter. He's the only Frosty. That's the official Frosty account. All right, I got a question for you guys. Did you, you look at it? No, ju- I was just gonna say real quick that. Um, Oh damn! I forgot. I looked so at you sorry. and I forgot what I was going to say. I know because I came in. With, I dropped the hammer with a question. Yeah, because it just gets my attention so much that I forget everything I was, I was gonna trying say. to move forward. With I was some. just gonna say that f- something about f- oh, the mere fact that Frosty has never had pants on the whole film also just another thing. <laughs> Come on, kid! All Come right, on, kids. That brings Hi. that brings me to one of my main questions that I wrote down. How the fuck did the kids? Build Frosty's legs. I've done many a snowman in he my built life. His own. I've never made like. Do you know how hard it would be to make a snowman with legs? The weight measurement alone, you'd have to like take a ball of snow, put it on top of two very steady snow built legs. You're right because when you build a snowman's arms, they're twigs. They're twigs. Like no, a snowman is generally like. Look at the way the snowman twigs. moves. In like Rudolph Hips. or like Elf or like they they like just kind of sl- like glide around as like the like snowman yeah. is all business like twigs and yeah. hips like he's... Frosty is the only snowman ever that just has two legs that just like oh yeah I just walk around with legs because why not I don't care I'm gonna uh, fuck around a moonwalk real quick the snowman just said I am the one I am the one. Frosty is not my son. I hope everybody else just visualized Frosty doing a moonwalk. moonwalk a because moonwalk. that's the only thing I could see right there. But uh, yeah, no, there's n- it's impossible to make a snowman with legs, and he just it's never questioned. It's actually the most unbelievable thing in a movie, which features a magic hat that brings a snowman to life. So. I just want to put that out there. I do also want to say, remember to always think twice. <laughs> Don't think twice. Don't think twice. How many times do you think Frosty the Snowman, the song, is included in that movie? Once. Frosty the Snowman. Wait, what did you say? Frosty the Snowman. Well, what's funny is he comes to life, right? They're like, yeah. we should name him Frosty. And they all think about it like, fuck, that's actually a dope name. And then they think Super about it for like a second. Yeah. And then immediately there's a full song mm-hmm. that they're singing about Frosty the Snowman. Yes. You know what, though? I they don't that. hesitate at all. No, because like, very talented people can come up with a song on a whim. Like... Extremely talented really groups quick. of seven-year-olds. Super Can talented. Come up. They were group. harmonizing with a song that you may sing over Wham's "Last Christmas." Just stay away from jalapenos, people. Stay away. Yeah, I got the I got They're the answer. The uh, based on my notes that I took last night, which, by the way, I was doing as I was working on a project, there so I I might have missed one. But Hashtag multitasker. Yeah, the answer is. Eight times in a movie that's 25 minutes long. 
they do Frosty the Snowman. Literally, oh, it's like the only song in the whole thing. And every single time there's a little positive uptick in the movie, Frosty the Snowman. It's and then he's like, oh, God, let's get on a train. Happy <laughs> birthday. Hey, I'm melting. <laughs> Hey, I'm a New York snowman. What do you want to do about it? You know? So I was walking down the street. The door said open. Oh! Hey! Apparently Frosty's fucking Andrew Dice Clay over here. Hey! The fuck out of here. Um, Frosty's from the Lower East Side. Probably. I just love that that cop in that movie, the, the Irish cop, is a he's a hot mess, dude. Hot mess. He's a bro. mess. Hot oh, mess. he is First so all, not confident in his trade. Half the time. And then when he went, and then when he's like. Talking to Frosty, he's like, hey, what do you know? I don't know how the Irish talk. I don't, can't, can't do it now. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, just run with it. I can't even do it. He says something about you're alive or something. I don't know what he says. You're and alive, then he's like, you're... hey. And then he's like, you're alive? And then like, comes, yeah. he's like, bro, <laughs> how, this sounds like, cop. Like, sounded like Mr. Furley from Three's Company. And shit. It was bad. It was really bad. So the last note I want to point out is uh, Hinkle, hey, uh, weird magician guy, Einhorn. Hinkle, Hinkle, and Hinkle is Einhorn, and Einhorn is a man. And Mad oh Magician Hinkle <laughs> is the guy who owns the hat that belongs to himself, not Frosty. He has an ironclad case if he wants to take this shit to court. If it was Magician Hinkle v. Frosty T. Snowman. He this wins in like a landslide. He's gonna get it. He's gonna. They're gonna be like, "Who bought the hat?" Oh, Hinkle did. Judge Judy. You had it all the time, and yep, like, yep, yep, yep. there was an unclear reason as to why it ended up Frosty. It's gonna end up with him, and this is this guy's career, as I just spoke earlier. Yet, all it takes is for Santa sh- to show up for like two seconds, and Hinkle folds like a lawn chair. All Santa has to say is like, oh, well, are you going to not be a good boy? And he's just like, oh, no, 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 oh, no. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. Oh, it's fine. Like, you're going to give me what I want. And he just runs away and he just immediately folds off the whole hat thing. He you just know, gives it up to a piece of architect that's going to melt in like a week. And he just gives up on like his whole career because like Santa might give him something. Like Santa talks him out of it immediately. And we're all just supposed to feel good about it because, like, we end with Frosty with a hat. And, like, I'm just like, Magician Hinkle, he had a rock solid case and he just folds immediately. So, yeah, I feel like he could have hung on there a little bit longer, you know? Just try it, get it to court. I feel like because the, court, hat- the courts would rule in your favor, absolutely. Like, there's Easily. no, yeah, there's Easily. no. You don't know what? Have you ever seen uh, they've remade Unsolved Mysteries? Uh, you know the old show that they've remade Unsolved I Mysteries? I believe it. Yeah. I wonder if these kids are going to grow up and be like, I swear to God, a snowman came on to life when I, we put the hat on. And it's going to be like a whole documentary series about them. I'm pretty sure these kids are going to be featured on old, uh, Unsolved Mysteries. All right. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's going to be a mystery. And then they're going to interview the magician guy. He's going to be all blacked out. There could be like a whole episode on that train ride. You really mm-hmm. think about it? Yeah, that could the be tra- the whole special. train ride. Look, I, I keep How saying, girls getting the, frozen the, the magician, to death. Thank God! Right? Thank God! The magician, the magician's not the antagonist. He's the savior. He's the regulator. He, he jumped on, and that's why they got off the train. Thank God they did. 
She would have been in the North Pole with a snowman. Yeah. And her parents would have been like, okay, where's my Wait daughter? Wait a second. I, maybe I spaced out, but did the train actually make it to the North Pole? Did Frosty make it? Or did they... No. It's, they, no, he ends up like melted. No, 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 how no, the no. fuck did what, Santa end up... What happened? What happened? Santa knew where they were coming. Okay, so here's what happened. So the train was just stupid. The train crossed uh, another train track and it was like, let's stop to let this train pass. But the train was behind them. So no it was stupid. So they stopped to let a train pass. And then they realized that the magician, I think, was on the train or something like that. So they the got whole time, off. he's like <laughs> hanging on, on. He's just hanging on underneath the train like a psychopath. By the way, oh, that's right. you know what like that's a called? Psychopath. That's called core strength. That's very hard to do. Oh, for absolutely. In sure. the forearm strength, and, and, a forearm and that's and that's and that's called believing in your no task, ca- like believing in what you're working towards. And believing. as I said. All the more reason why this guy deserves his hat. Believing that that was his fucking, fucking hat. hat. He will do whatever the fuck he needs to claim it because that's his career. Ultimate Beastmaster. Yes. I just love the fact that imagine in real life you see a snowman come to life and your focus is just trying to get your hat back. With two <laughs> legs, yeah. by the that's way. Your Wait whole a focus. second. With two legs. Is that guy talking? Wait, that's my hat. Like, oh, yeah. Is it my hat? Is but it, wait, wait. Did that snowman come to life and hijack a child? But wait, he's got my hat. And wearing it backwards. If you're a magician and like your whole thing was magic and you realize that's what made it happen, fucking do fucking whatever guy. you need to do to get that hat oh i'm sorry a couple of five-year-olds are gonna be sad about it i don't give a fuck i got a life to live that's my i hat. got bills to pay my head's cold <laughs> i got a mortgage to make i Hot need rent. to get this hat back right now but, but i feel like again going he's back, got receipts going he's receipts the, the irresponsibility like this snowman has endangered the lives of all those kids if yeah. they would have wanted to jump on the train would have gone but he's that endangered. girl would have been just at home doing homework if not like on a train like Wait being like he's endangered the life by of the child. way is that little girl's parents the McAllisters? because apparently oh, she shit. could be gone for a trip to the north pole and be like oh she's all right I was actually going to argue arcade over there doing skip it. I like, was actually going to argue right. that maybe the magician became was Kevin McAllister, Ooh. and and that was the in between phase Wait, between did, did, him and Clark, and did, then eventually did Kevin go the guy from Saw? Did Kevin go from Kevin to Clark to the magician? No, I think uh, Kevin and the magician to Clark to then the guy from Saw. So it's they're it's all very, crazy. Yeah, yeah. We know why Kevin would have been driven crazy based off of his family. That's given, right? So he was obviously very talented, though, at his weird skills. He's a master craftsman. The kind of thing that would make you go into magic. So maybe he becomes a magician at a certain point in life. We said he was in his 30s, right? The magician. So he's a magician in his 30s. And then he gets done wrong by this whole hat fiasco. Like, oh, the hat was the thing, <laughs> but it got taken away from me because these kids loved a snowman that's not going to exist in a week He's a magician more. in his 30s. So that's going to act... But we talked about it. We said we gave him an age, and we said, yeah, yeah I feel like he's, like, he's like mid to late 30s. That is. Yeah. And he loses his possible ability at being a magician because of a fucking snowman that's going to die in a week anyways, right? He loses his <laughs> magic hat. So then he becomes crazy Clark Griswold, who's like trying to hold it together, but we see him start to like the seams start to burst. He starts like sawing off like the top of the staircase because he's just like 
It's like when you watch those uh, Lifetime movies where like a woman's about to marry a man that seems like it's perfect, and then there's a little bit of like a bleeding, only shows and he's a little crazy, like right before the wedding, but then they go through <laughs> the wedding, and then right after they get married, he just reveals himself to be like a complete total maniac. That's Kevin! And then eventually he turns into the guy from Saw who uses his ability to set booby traps into murdering people for his own entertainment and game shit. Can I just say one thing real quick? Yes. That we all agree on? Yeah. I'd love to agree. Last Christmas we gave you three things but the very next day you didn't press play. This year Justino's not here. Blame it on jalapenos. And we are out of here.